Welcome to the Carrots and Cake Podcast. I'm your host, Tina Hopper, an FDN practitioner, author, mom, and IBD advocate. Tune in each week for real-life advice and strategies for becoming your happiest and healthiest self, all while thriving in the gray area. Trust me when I say, you can have your carrots and cake too. Welcome to the next episode of the Carrots and Cake podcast. Today, I have a special guest. I have Dr. Young Barma, who is the co-founder and CEO of Phyla, which is in a probiotic acne system. And I'm very excited to talk with him today. So he has more than 10 years of microbiome research experience, including an extensive background in bioorganic chemistry, um, microbiology and synthetic biology. Dr. Varma received his scientific training at several distinguished academy institutions, including John Hopkins University and the University of California, um, San Francisco. His scientific work has been published in many prestigious journals, and his mission is to change the way we treat chronic bacterial diseases and is working to achieve this goal with a microbiome-based technology platform. He is passionate about promoting scientific literacy and devotes a significant amount of time to mystifying micro re microbiome research and making the latest research accessible to the general public. So he's got quite the bio and you guys know, I love all things related to the gut microbiome and I, I'm just really excited to chat with you today. <laughs> Thanks, Tina. Thanks for having me. And I'm really excited to talk uh, with you today as well. Um, because you, you know, cover the, the gut microbiome and um, all aspects of, of health uh, in such detail on your podcast, I, I'm really hoping we can uh, bust open a window into the skin microbiome and how that affects your health. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I personally struggled with acne from probably the time I was, you know, 10 years old up until I was 40 maybe. So it's always been an issue for me. So this is obviously a topic that's near and dear to my heart, but also my clients. I mean, I do a lot of gut testing, hormone testing, things like that, because yeah, I mean, women struggle with skin issues. I mean, acne, eczema, psoriasis, there's all sorts of stuff going on there. Um, but just to, you know, introduce people to you, introduce listeners. Do you want to give a little background on how you got into this, you know, some of your background and really what inspired you to go this route? Absolutely. Um, so, you know, as, you, as you've uh, described, I'm a scientist by training. Um, I was actually doing a postdoc at UCSF, uh, which is kind of like, you know, an internship or a, um, a, like a residency if you look at it from an MD point of view. Um, and I was studying microbiome research. Now, microbiome research, as you know, you know, is a very young field. It's less than 20 years old, but it's come up with these fascinating insights into you know, how we're kind of not alone. We have all these bacteria living in and on us, how they affect our health, um, and how if we don't listen to them, then it can cause a lot of problems like dysbiosis, you know, long-term illnesses and, and, and um, uh, disturbances in our health. So while I was studying that, I came across this really powerful technology called bacteriophage technology or phage technology. Um, it's more than 100 years old. It's some of the oldest biotechnology there is. Um, and it, it has a you know, very powerful kind of um, potential to, to impact a number of diseases. So I was, you know, trying to leverage that and see what is the best kind of um, 
use case for it, right? What can we use to solve it? Uh, at the same time, my, my co-founder, Maria, uh, who is an accomplished pharma executive, uh, was looking around for, you know, startup ideas and, and partners to kind of develop, co-develop ideas with. Now, Maria has had acne since she was a teenager. Uh, she's really struggled with it all of her adult life. And, um, you know, she's tried everything under the sun, which any person who's motivated to get rid of their acne does, right? She tried benzoyl peroxide, didn't work. She tried antibiotics. She ended up taking three rounds of Accutane, which is a very powerful retinoid um, uh, drug for acne. Um, and although it, it, it's very powerful, it comes with serious side effects, right? So unfortunately, Accutane did not resolve her acne problem. It did, however, give her liver damage. And so she has to have a restricted diet and, and you know, really watch it very carefully. Um, so when she heard that I was you know, potentially using phage technology in acne, she got really excited. It was sort of a very personal kind of a mission or, or uh, motivation for her. Uh, and so we joined forces and um, you know, we, we did the foundational research for this technology. Uh, we, we got some patents and then we basically figure out how to put this in a bottle, which is not easy. But we're here and we're very, very proud and glad that we're able to put this technology in people's hands because it gives them a radically new approach to acne where they can clear their skin without the harsh side effects, the redness, the dryness, the irritation, or the constant cycle of relapses that we feel people are trapped in. Mm, this is so interesting. So this is really working from the inside out as far as you know, overall health and skin and whatnot. Um, so what does, I guess, what does, you know, the microbiome like reveal about acne or I guess like, where is the connection? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question to start with. Right. Uh, so acne we know is a very complicated disease, right? It has a lot of different factors, uh, diet, stress, hormone, genetics, et cetera. But when you look at acne from a microbiome lens, all of these are actually secondary factors that affect the primary cause, what's causing the one number one cause of acne, right? Now, the number one cause of acne is the overgrowth of a kind of bacterium on our skin called C. acnes. Um, now, every adult on earth has C. acnes on their skin. You have it, I have it, you know, everyone who's probably listening who's an adult has it and you get it from when you're a teenager. This is also why kids don't really get acne pre-teens, pre right? It's because um, their skin physiology is different and the C. acnes is really not present on their skin until puberty. So at puberty, what happens is your pores get deeper, your sebaceous glands activate, which is basically these oil producing glands on your face. And they start pumping out this oil, which is the food for this one bacterium. Now, in most people who are healthy, this bacterium is in perfect balance with the rest of your microbiome. But when they overgrow, and get out of balance, that's when you, you have basically an inflammatory response from your skin. And that inflammation is essentially what is acne, right? It's pimples and zits. So in order to reduce this inflammation and get rid of acne, you need to recalibrate your microbiome and balance out those bacteria on your skin. And in fact, all acne products are antibacterial, antibiotics, benzoyl peroxide, even retinoids but they're indiscriminate killers. While they're killing the bad stuff, they're also killing the good guys. 
And so this, this skin microbiome, which, which I think of as sort of this diverse rainforest that protects your skin is being turned into a desert because you're just killing everything on its surface. Our technology only um, targets the good bacteria, the, the bad bacteria and preserves the good bacteria. So while you're balancing the microbiome, you're also strengthening it and making a more resilient community that allows you to um, prevent relapses in the future. And while you're getting clear skin, you're not having to settle for redness and dryness and irritation and all of those other side effects. Yeah, that is awesome. And so, so interesting. So how do these imbalances start? Like what makes this, you know, bacteria, you know, get out of balance? Um, yeah, so let's go back to those causes of acne, right? Uh, or those factors, um, diet, stress, etc. cetera. Um, so with diet, right, if you, so for, and for different people, it's different triggers. For some people, it's spicy food. For some people, it's ch chocolate or dairy or whatever. It will change the quantity and quality of sebum that's produced on your skin. So how much of it is produced, you know, the nature of it changes. And when that changes, it changes how the, the bacteria grow on it. Now, a lot of people think that drying out your skin is the answer because less sebum, less food for the bacteria. However, you need the sebum. The sebum is naturally produced by your body. It is needed by your skin in order to remain hydrated, to remain, you know, your skin looking youthful and, and healthy. Uh, and if you dry out your skin, you can get premature aging, fine lines and wrinkles, your skin tone goes, goes down. Um, and so, you know, even with stress, right? If you stress more, you're sweating more, you're, you're producing more oil on your face, it's gonna increase the, the amount of bacteria on your skin. Uh, and so the, the question really is not about overall bacteria, et cetera, but it's, about, it, it's really about balance. And once we understood that from a microbiome point of view, the question was, do we have any tools that allow us to, to achieve this balance? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, like the way, you know, we treat acne nowadays is like you said, like drying out the skin or really harsh cleansers or scrubs or things like that. So, you know, what would be like the better way of doing this? Or, you know, what would you recommend to somebody that has tried all the things and they just want to clear up their skin? Yeah, I mean, you know, most of our customers come to us having tried everything else. Uh, whereas I think that they should try Phyla first before they try anything else, because Phyla is just so gentle and so such a kind of microbiome based solution. Um, because whether or not Phyla works for you, it will definitely not damage your skin, right? Um, so, so to those people who've tried everything, I would invite them to kind of, you know, we have a lot of information and education on our website. What is acne? You know, how to deal with it? What are the current solutions for it? And, and how do they work and, and maybe not work? And how Phyla kind of attacks this in a different way. Um, I would tell them that basically, you know, the because acne is caused by the imbalance in your microbiome and this one particular bacterium, the solution really is to control the bacterium. Because if you control the bacterium, doesn't matter how you sweat, right? Or how much you sweat, um, your, your face is gonna be healthy, your skin is gonna be healthy and you will not get acne. So if they're interested in not drying out their skin or getting off that constant treadmill of, oh, my acne is better, now it's worse, now it's better. 
if they're interested in building a stronger, more resilient microbiome on their skin so that they get, you know, clear, healthy skin for life, then I think, you know, Phyla is probably the approach for them. Yeah, that's awesome. And um, will you tell listeners how the products work or how they're different? Yeah, I mean, you know, we've talked about what what the products do on your skin, um, and I can really lay out sort of what the products are that we sell and, and why, you know, what their purpose is. So uh, the full phyla kit or the phyla system is a cleanser, a serum, and a moisturizer. Um, the cleanser is a, a very gentle, non-foaming gel cleanser. We don't want to strip the oils from your skin and make it feel, you know, dry and tight. Uh, if you obviously, if, you, if your skin is heavily soiled, very dirty, or has a lot of makeup, we recommend using, you know, micellar water or, or makeup remover to, to, to take that off first. Then you use the gel cleanser to just kind of open up your pores, do some gentle exfoliation and prep your skin, your pores open to receive the serum. Uh, the serum, which is called Fortify, is our flagship. And that contains the live active phages, billions and billions of them um, it, it, that you can put on your face. And what they do is these phages, which are the, the organism that is part of our technology, they go into your pores, they find the bacteria and they'll only kill the bad bacteria. They don't affect the good bacteria at all. Uh, and in doing so, they're reducing the overgrowth, they're recalibrating the microbiome and rebalancing the skin bacterial community. And then finally, for, for the moisturizer, we find that the serum provides some light hydration, but you know, there are people who have really, really dry skin, especially the people who come to us having used all these damaging and drying products like benzoyl peroxide, et cetera. Uh, for them, like an extra layer of hydration, we have our moisturizer, which is called Fluff. It's really, really light. It's, it's very deeply hydrating, but doesn't feel greasy at all. Um, and you know, it's, it's a great light moisturizer that provides deep hydration for your, just your everyday, um, kind of regimen. So that's the phyla system. Mm, amazing. I love that. So, I mean, this is really working on like the skin microbiome. And then I've also heard so much about, you know, the gut skin connection and pre and probiotics and everything. Um, um, do you have any information about that or is that something or a place where people should be looking as far as their overall, you know, skin health? I mean, so, you know, the gut skin connection is, is real. We are kind of at the beginning of what we know about it. Uh, obviously there's a clear gut skin connection of, for acne, just as we discussed, right? Diet affects acne, but it does so in a way that we kind of understand as, oh, you're, you're changing your diet, it's gonna change the oils that your body produces on your skin. Um, there are similar uh, links between the gut and the skin that have been uncovered for psoriasis, for example, um, where uh, there are certain molecules that they've identified that are produced in the gut that kind of travel in your bloodstream and they change kind of how your psoriasis symptoms are. Um, you know, there are many, many more connections to uncover, uncover I have no doubt, but, um, you know, in the case of acne itself, and, and even with things like eczema, where we have active research projects, um, the prime cause is right on the skin, right? The prime cause is a bacteria that overgrows and causes inflammation. Uh, addressing it directly is probably going to be your best bet at 
managing your acne because you're not causing collateral damage, right? You're not, you're, you're treating the, the primary cause of the disease and you're hitting the you know, target right on the bullseye. So I don't see anything, you know, getting better than that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and as far as like, you know, increasing intake of like pre and probiotic foods, do you ever see that help as far as, you know, overall gut health, skin health, all that good stuff? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, again, your uh, listeners are probably pretty well educated about what pre and probiotics are, but basically probiotics are live microorganisms that you uh, consume in a certain quantity, and it gives a health benefit because it kind of replenishes or reinforces the bacterial community in the gut, for example, or, or on the skin in our case. Um, these are live microorganisms, and when they're happy, when they're in your gut or on your skin, they produce certain compounds that, that soothes your skin or your gut, right, and makes you healthy. Um, prebiotics are the foods that encourage these bacteria to grow, right? Um, now, again, like we discussed, depending from person to person, whatever their trigger is in their diet that, that provokes their acne, uh, if they can use pre and probiotics to kind of change that profile, then they will see benefits for that. But again, that's a relatively indirect effect. And it is something that varies from person to person. Uh, some people just find that, you know, their acne is not affected by diet at all. For example, it may be affected by other things like hormones, um, uh, stress, et cetera, et cetera. So it really depends, you know, those are secondary causes. And because there are so many of them and there are so many triggers, uh, it's really a personal thing. But if you look at the prime cause, you know, everyone has an imbalance with C acne when they have acne. So if you solve that, you kind of, the other stuff doesn't really matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'd love to talk a little bit more about the hormones and hormonal imbalance and just how it affect, affects the skin. Um, mm-hmm. And is there any, I mean, this, I deal with, or I work with a lot of women who deal with um, hormonal acne and those breakouts, you know, around certain times of the month. Is there anything that they could do differently to help their skin besides, you know, buying, buying the phyla products and everything, but is there anything that they should know as far as dealing with those hormonal shifts? Um, you know, like the hormonal acne is difficult to, um, treat with treatments that don't affect your hormones. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so for example, people with the hormonal acne, will sometimes see relief if they go on birth control, right? Um, for some, and again, this is personal because some people with hormonal acne, birth control doesn't really have that much of an effect. For some people, it's like life-changing. Um, and like, obviously hormones are kind of the trigger for just the, the start of acne even because at puberty, there's a bunch of hormones coursing through your body that are changing your body, right? Um, and so changing the physiology of your skin on your face is part of that. And that's why you start seeing the onset of acne at teenage years, not before. Um, for you know, women with hormonal acne, I would say um, really phyla is, is, I keep coming back to it, but because it's just so different from, you don't have to change your hormonal makeup. You don't have to go on birth control necessarily you can use the phages here to balance your skin microbiome. And then no matter what your hormonal balance is at any time, um, you aren't going to be affected by that as much. I think it's a really neat, different approach 
to treating your acne or treating your hormonal acne that doesn't have um, you kind of changing your hormonal balance, messing around with that, which a lot of women I think now don't like to do if they could. Um, you know, for some people, it's like a side benefit of um, being on birth control. Uh, for some people, they're on birth control mostly because they have acne, right? And they don't really want to be. So for us, it's just about giving them a better approach and, and a more targeted approach to treating their, their problem. Yeah. And I mean, it seems like definitely a better approach because, yeah, going on birth control, I mean, you're changing your hormones. There's a lot of side effects and things like that. Um, with somebody who, you know, wants to try these products, um, how long does it typically take for them to start seeing changes in their skin? Um, so it depends mostly on the, the imbalance and, and a few other factors. Um, we see results sometimes really fast. Uh, in fact, for hormonal acne, we actually see results really um, kind of consistently. Um, and we think it's because over time, you're balancing this, this microbial community on your skin, the microbiome, and uh, you're actually going to see a lot of the absence of inflammation that, that it would otherwise cause. Uh, and so that's why it, it pairs really well with hormonal acne. Uh, we actually don't like to tell people how fast they're going to see the results, because for us, that's not really the point. Um, you know, acne is a chronic disease. Uh, you have it, you have to live with it for months or years, right? No one ever said, oh, remember those two weeks in eighth grade when I had acne, and then I just never had acne again. Mm -hmm. So, um, because it's a chronic disease and because all these other products are so harsh and you can only use them for a short amount of time, it just seems like a bad fit. With Phyla, because these are products that are made for you know, sensitive skin, they're made with a minimalist uh, ingredient list, uh, they are meant to be used every single day, day in and day out, because they'll just continue to recalibrate your microbiome, keep it in balance so that you get clear skin for life. And that's really what we're looking for. We want you to build a good relationship with your skin. We want you to see kind of healthy skin, not just a week from now, a month from now, but, you know, as long as you keep using it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I mean, you know, obviously if you keep using the products, you know, you'll have great results. Um, is it possible to stop using the results? Like, will the microbiome go back to the way it was or do things kind of change over time? Well, yeah, that's a, that's a very interesting question. The short answer is we don't exactly know, uh, but essentially the, you know, the phages that, that I alluded to, which is our, our fun, fundamental technology, um, these phages are essentially microscopic little viruses and they're very harmless. They live on our skin, billions of phages pass through our body every day and they don't really interact with human cells, but they are very, very efficient killers of bacteria. And they're, like I said, they're very, very specific. So they only, you know, our phages only go after the bad bacteria. Um, there was a study that was done that showed that um, if you look at the microbiome of people with acne versus the microbiome of healthy people, um, the healthy people are have far more of this particular phage on their skin than acne people. So this is naturally deficient in acne people, naturally you know, far more present in healthy people. Now, you know, we all have those annoying friends who just have flawless skin, never get a zit in their life. Their chances are they're carrying this phage naturally. And for us, it was, you know, the, the we decided to democratize this organism so that everyone can have it. Everyone can put, put it on their skin and balance their microbiome. So, 
in terms of, you know, uh, could you, would you ever stop taking it? What we've seen is for whatever reason, um, the phage cannot kind of stick around for super long on acne skin. Uh, you apply it and then it kind of disappears and you apply it and disappears. It does its job though. And then it disappears, right? Mm -hmm. uh, we don't know exactly what the factors are that are affecting it. Uh, it seems more long lived on healthy skin, but whatever it is, we don't know, for example, that if you recalibrate your microbiome to a certain point after a few months or a year or so that these phage will naturally engraft in your microbiome and start growing just as, you know, other bacteria grow on your skin. So it's an unsatisfying answer, but that's the state of the research right now. Yeah, I mean, that's that's super interesting. And I mean, is there anything that would naturally encourage these phages or is that, you know, research is still kind of out or are there certain yeah. characteristics in the skin? Uh, that's a great question. And I think we just don't know enough about it yet. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. yeah. All right. Um, and then this is kind of just a curiosity question, just like how the skin works. I don't know if you've ever heard this, that people will have like purges of their skin where like they're getting rid of like toxins and like, I don't know, mold and chemicals. Like, does the skin work like that? Or does it almost just encourage the sea acnes? Or I just wasn't sure if that was something that like actually happens. <laughs> yeah, uh, whenever I, I don't know. So I'm a scientist. I'll be really frank with you. Whenever I hear the word toxin, you know, my, my response is name one. Mm -hmm. What are these toxins that are leaking out of us on a daily basis? Um, and so sometimes it, it's, it's maybe used as a metaphor to, to kind of explain that you're not literally seeing toxins seep out of your skin, because even if they do seep out of your skin, it's not like you're scrubbing them off your skin on a daily basis. So if they come out of your skin, but they're sitting on top of your skin, you're still in the same boat. Um, what I will say is that when you have a, so the purge kind of effect is real. We mm -hmm. see that as well with our products and it seems to be just a facet of acne, right? Um, in our case, what we're seeing is that, that when the phages are changing your microbiome, right, your microbiome is going from one state to another. And while it's changing, not only is it changing, but your skin is trying to like react to it in real time. And there is a, a, an effect called the residua effect, which is basically that if you have had chronic acne for a long time, um, your, your body's used to being in that inflammatory state and responding with inflammation, right? When you take away the thing that's causing the inflammation, sometimes it takes your body a few weeks to just adjust and just be like, oh, wait, maybe I should not be in this constant state of inflammation because the cause of my inflammation has gone. So it takes your body, which is a homeostatic system, to, to just kind of readjust to the new normal sometimes. And, and that's what I would kind of say is behind the purge, at least in our case. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's super interesting. And I've, I've just heard that over the years and I'm like, is that actually what's happening? <laughs> um, and then as far as like, um, I'm, I'm really big into nutrition and I do a lot of nutrition coaching and things like that. Um, are there certain foods or like types of foods that can make acne worse? I mean, like you hear about chocolate and fried food and sugar and all that. Um, is there any truth behind that? Or um, what would you recommend to um, people as far as our diet goes? Yeah, I mean, I think for some people, their diet really is intimately involved in 
the sebum production and you know the the what they eat is very very much reflected in that so for those people their acne will be relatively more sensitive to the diet unfortunately there is no like this is bad for acne this is good for acne some people eat fried foods just fine but spicy foods is is terrible so for some people other fatty things or fried things are fine but chocolate is kind of a trigger right so it really depends on how your body metabolizes or deals with you know um, food when it's faced with certain foods and that is a very personal thing what you, for someone like on on your end where you're trying to work with someone to figure out what their nutritional triggers are i think that's sort of a journey of discovery right and i'm sure you've found in in your like work that uh, everyone comes with you know a certain set of symptoms or a certain problem to be solved and you have to build a solution from scratch um, and so I think, you know, with that in mind, people should consider it sort of a holistic approach. Obviously, if you take care of your body, your body will take care of you. It's the same with the skin, right? You have to develop a, a healthy relationship with your skin for the long term. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I totally agree. And I mean, would like, I mean, this is probably just like a very general <laughs> statement, but like doing more of like an anti-inflammatory diet, would that just help as far as just calming inflammation, maybe calming some of the the excess oils and bacteria and things like that? Um, yes, it can have an effect. Again, the degrees are vary, right? Mm -hmm. um, it, so if you have a lot of systemic inflammation, sometimes the, 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 it just kind of spills over in, onto your skin and, and people have acne and, and they have you know issues, skin issues all around their body as well. Um, so if that's the case, reducing inflammation across the board is going to help your acne. A majority of people though, who are otherwise healthy but have acne, they just have a bacterial imbalance on their skin and that needs to be addressed. Um, and they can address it with harsh products that kill the bad bacteria, but also kill the good bacteria. But with phyla, what they're getting is an approach that is targeted to the, the root cause of acne. And because it, it only kills that root cause, it doesn't really affect um, their skin in a bad way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I have kind of a personal question, just because I'm so curious. Um, does caffeine affect acne? <laughs> I go through phases where I'm like, yes, it makes my acne worse. And then I go through phases where I'm like, nah, it doesn't really affect it. You know, caffeine might be, have a, a slight indirect effect. Um, I, if I'm remembering correctly, I think there was a study looking into this and they found that there's actually no evidence to correlate mm -hmm. the two. However, as you can imagine, you know, if you have too much coffee, the caffeine will make you jittery, it'll make you sweat, it'll make you kind of, you know, it has that vessel, um, like it, it speeds up your heart rate. Um, and so in, in an indirect way, it may cause a breakout, right? It may cause your acne to get worse, but, you know, regular healthy coffee consumption within certain bounds um, shouldn't really be a problem. Yeah, yeah. Which is good news, I think, to most of us. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> that's what I was going to say. I feel like when I'm overdoing it with the caffeine, that's when I start to see the breakouts. But yeah, if I'm just having like one coffee a day, it's like not really an issue. So just wanted to know if that was in my head or not. <laughs> I know. I, I drink a decent amount of coffee, so I'd be really disappointed if I had to stop that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, so, you know, um, you are a researcher, I'm guessing you are up to date on all of the great microbiome research and all that stuff. Is there any cool new approaches or any new information that's out there that you could share with us? 
Yeah, just uh, uh, this week, there was a paper that was released looking at um, a genome-wide association study. So basically, they're looking at people with acne and people without acne, and there are tens of thousands of people. So this was really quite a comprehensive study. And they said, can we look into the genes of people who are acne-prone and people who are healthy and see if there's you know, a difference? Um, well, they did find, I think, 19 or 29 loci, which is basically the differences in genes between people that um, you know made someone more acne prone or less acne prone. It was 29 actually. So 29 new genetic variants linked to acne. Um, what that means is, is not really clear. Um, I was actually trying to find if those, those gene mutations had anything to do with oil production because oil production is just so central to the pathogenesis of acne and how it proceeds. Um, my sense is that it, it probably has to do with a lot with like the skin homeostasis, but to the point of you know, your, your really interesting question of um, do we know if there are certain factors that allow phage to you know, exist and continue to linger on our skin versus you know, factors that make it you know, inhospitable to the phage? We may find answers in this in the sense that there may be genetic variants that link certain you know, skin environments to be hospitable or inhospitable to phage. Because for example, there is this mis, it's kind of an unanswered question. Why do we get acne at the onset of adulthood? But as we get older, acne just kind of disappears on its own, right? So in, if you're in your 50s, you look around, they're, they're not just not as many pockmarked people walking around as people who are teenagers, right? Mm -hmm. um, so the, the study that looked at phages on people's skin actually found that you're very, very likely to be carrying phage on your skin if you're older and have healthy skin. Mm. What that means is that um, you've probably, your, your skin makeup obviously has changed, but you've also had enough encounters, right? We all have, go through a number of relationships, you know, we have kids, we have partners, we're always rubbing our skin against them, right? And it could be that in one of these instances or, or more than one, the phage kind of jumps onto your skin and then starts to live there. Um, and so again, these are hypotheses that, that are harder to answer, but it, it's a pretty tantalizing glimpse into how we live our daily life, how the bacterial community is constantly changing and how that affects our health. Mm, that is super interesting. <laughs> um, yeah, that, yeah, that is fascinating. I love all this microbiome research that's coming out. I, I really do, like you had mentioned, it's just like the tip of the iceberg as far as how much we're going to learn and, you know, how much research there is to be done, but that is fascinating. Um, so finally, you know, somebody who has struggled with acne their whole life. Um, they have tried all the things, you know, they're interested in your product. Um, you know, what would be next steps? Would it really be to try the phyla? Is there anything else that you would recommend? Um, so we're pretty unique with this technology. We're actually the only company that has an acne system with phage. Um, we're currently selling direct to consumer online. Uh, our website is phylabiotics.com. Um, and we're on social media, you know, Instagram, Twitter, uh, TikTok, at Phylobiotics. 
Um, we, you know, we try to push out tons of information, myth busting, just, you know, education. Uh, there's a bunch of it on our website if anyone's interested in, in educating themselves and making, you know, the most informed decision for themselves. Look, the, the bottom line is people have had acne for, you know, ever. Um, acne is about 85 to 90% of all people get acne at some point in their lives. So it's a huge, huge need. When parents uh, look around for solutions for acne for their teenage kids, they're actually astounded that nothing has changed since they were kids. This, mm -hmm. It's the same stuff that, that the doctors or the like, you know, over-the-counter medications have. Benzoyl peroxide, antibiotics, retinoids, and, you know, there are certain combos that they've made of these, but nothing else has changed. So for them, it's kind of like a disappointment because they remember what they went through as kids. And now they're like, oh, wow, there's nothing better for my kids. Um, and so we're trying to change that. We're trying to give people a, a brand new approach and one that's far less harmful for their skin. Um, and, you know, we're at the beginning of our journey. We, this technology can be used for many, many other skin conditions as well. So we're just excited to sort of keep going and, and providing new solutions where we can. Yeah, and that's so true. It really has been kind of the same treatments for, yeah, like decades and decades. And I mean, there's also, you know, other probiotic skincare out there, but it sounds like your technology is very different than, you know, maybe some of these other, you know, probiotic, you know, skincare products on the market. Yeah, and I mean, again, in my role as a scientist and, and kind of bringing like proper education to people, like we discussed before, probiotics, as we understand for the gut, are live microorganisms, right? So if you have yogurt, you want to have billions of live active cultures. Um, unfortunately, with probiotic skincare, uh, they've used this word probiotic and, and completely kind of changed it or the, the skincare that you think is probiotic that calls itself probiotic doesn't have any bacteria that are alive. It's basically dead ground up bacteria in those formulations. And they're also bacteria from yogurt. So they're lactic acid bacteria. Now yogurt bacteria are great for your gut when they're alive, uh, but they don't really do anything for your skin and especially not if they're dead. So that's sort of the caveat for probiotic skincare. Look for the, the probiotic ingredient. If it says ferment or lysate, then it is most definitely not alive. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, very, very interesting. Well, thank you so much for coming on this podcast episode. I feel like I've learned a ton. Um, very excited to check out your products um, and just wanted to thank you so much. Um, I'll be sure to include your website where to find you. Um, but again, thank you so much for the information and taking the time today. Thanks, Tina. I appreciate it. Had a lot of fun chatting with you.